a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today I'm joined by someone from my hometown in Nottingham, UK, Kev Bailey. Kev, very warm welcome to you, sir. Thank you for having me on your show, Paul. And one of the things, listeners, that Kev and I discussed off here, we thought would be a fascinating topic. It's been current in uh, in more than one episode, is the uh, If I Ruled the World. So, Kev, If I Ruled the World, I want to start by asking you a, uh, a basic level question, really. Does that come across as pretentious? Is that egotistical to to even think about if we ruled the world? What's your thoughts on that one, starters off? Um, I don't think so, because we all have these ideas about what we would like to create and what we would wish for ourselves and others in this world. So I don't think it's egotistical at all uh, just to want the best for everybody. So... No, it's not. Hmm. Okay, I mean, I've, the, the reason I asked that question, Kev, is that uh, one or two people that have got a very strong di- spiritual disposition, you know, really do sort of say, well, that is egotistical, you know, how almost how dare you even think that way? That's totally contrary to the the spiritual dimension, which personally I don't buy. W- w- what's your kind of take on that? relationship with a statement like that to as being spiritual beings um i would say that it isn't very egotistical and that it depends what you do with it i mean yes if you wanted to be materialistic and control everything that yes that is egotistical but i think if i was given the job of ruling the world i would then hand the world over to the people maybe elect a council or councils in different countries and allow them to run their own systems and their own way of doing things and not so that they would have to kowtow and bow to me because that's not what it's all about Hmm. but if I did rule the world I think before I allowed these or, or let these people create their councils I would have to do an awful lot of cleaning up in the world and getting rid of a lot of the corruption and sorting out things like religion, because although I don't think religion is a bad thing if it's used correctly, but religion has been used to control the population and manipulate it and stuff. So I would want to take that manipulation away, but I don't have a problem with people having faith and if you like worshipping the true scriptures, because Jesus, Buddha, 
Muhammad, whoever, they were all preaching peace and togetherness. But unfortunately, religions and other men's egos have got in the way and created wars and disharmony and discrimination and separation. And that ain't what we're supposed to be about. It's all supposed to be everybody working for everybody else and everybody in harmony. And yes, I know you're going to get difference of opinion and people are going to have their own ideas. <clears throat> but I believe in the the pagan law, if you want, or you can call it the law of one or whatever. You can do as you will, but harm none. And that harming none is very important. You really have to sit down because even if you're thinking negative thoughts about somebody that could be harming them, if you're gossiping and bad-mouthing about people, that is harming those people. So it's really, really quite deep to start thinking about what you say and do before you do it. I mean, even like not holding the door open on purpose for somebody who's following you really is a negative <clears throat> action and could be harming them because you don't know what that person then thinks about either you <laughs> for not holding the door open or they may be having a bad day and you just made it worse. Mm. So from that point of view, this not harming anyone is extremely important and needs a lot of thought. And then the other thing is that I would try to get no matter whether it is through faith or if people wish to go direct and i believe you can it's it's all about unity and we're all one and we're all we affect each other by our actions and our words and you know even if you kill a spider i'm led to believe the whole system in the universe has to change because that spider is no longer here or if you go and do a certain thing, an action or whatever, the whole universe then has to change to suit that action. And so to go out there and to help others and to be unselfish is the main thing, to drop all this materialistic stuff because money is not important, the flash car is not important, the big house the amount of money you've got in the bank, none of that is important. You can't take it home with you. And by home, I mean back to spirit. So yes, you can have all those things and they're very nice to have, but it really depends on how you got them and whether you got them in a selfish way by stepping on others to, to gain your wealth and your nice car and your nice house, or whether you came from a higher, I would say a higher point of view, and done it. Yes, I know businesses need to make profits and things because they need to reinvest and they got staff to pay and things like that. But if you're doing it in such a way as you're trying to cancel out all the competition and um, you're doing nefarious deals and stuff like that, then I don't think that's the way to go. So all of these sort of things is what I would like to if I was king of the world, sort all that out first and then hand things over to countries, um, I don't know, continents, however they choose to work it. And it's no good having this central thing, you know, 
perhaps if you want to call it the new world order, where they think they should run everything in the world from one central point because everybody's different and everybody has different um, needs. And they tried it in Europe with the euro, and I don't think that's worked because different countries have different ways of doing things, although they did try to centralise it. But what suits one country may not suit another, and therefore that country where it didn't suit could be undermined because of it. So it's, I don't know, it's a really, really deep subject when you start looking into why you'd want to be the king of the world and not from an egotistical point, but to sort everything out and then hand it over because quite, quite, um, I don't want the responsibility of being responsible for everything and everyone in the world. Mm, I think everybody should be responsible for themselves. So let me come in on that self word there, Kev. So something that you said about harm none. So harm none. But isn't it true that human beings, the first person that we usually harm and harm the most is ourselves? So does this start very close at home? You know, we are the change. We need to be the change rather than looking externally to change things. Reinforcing yet again, listeners, that how much we, whether we do it consciously or subconsciously, but how much we harm ourselves. So do we need to look closer to home, Kev, before we even think about the so-called outside world? Of course, and everything has to happen microscopically as well as macroscopically. So it's no good having this utopia if the people within it are still separated and they don't love themselves, let alone their neighbours and things like that. And not loving yourself and not looking after yourself is harming yourself and that comes back to the harm none, including yourself. So we should all go out there and help the neighbour. We should all go out there and try to be as healthy as possible and eat the right foods and, and be the nicest person that we can be and the unselfish person. And it's not selfish to want to look after yourself and love yourself first, because if you don't love yourself, then you won't love your neighbor and you won't love anything else that's going on. And I think that's what was meant in the Bible when Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Even if people wronged you, it was about forgiveness to forgive them, but also to forgive yourself for any negative thoughts that you may have had about yourself or about them. And you do need a bit of duality in the world because if there was no duality, we wouldn't learn lessons and our souls wouldn't advance. So the duality thing is, I believe, quite important. But hopefully the lessons, if I ruled the world, wouldn't be quite so harsh. So if we did love everybody, there wouldn't be wars, there wouldn't be crime. We wouldn't need to be nasty to each other. And so therefore the lessons would be different and perhaps coming from a higher perspective to to help us realise and maybe to reach that goal of being unselfish because it can't happen overnight. It, it would take, I don't know, a number of years, shall we say, to get everybody in the world thinking like that and to realise it's better to be like that than materialistic and separate. 
Mm, okay. So in um, so th there's many aspects here, Kev, isn't there? There's this whole kind of, I mean, just picking up on that point, listeners, that Kev made there, you know, I don't know to what degree or not you can relate to this, but I certainly have conversations around where, with people that from a, a strongly spiritual, allegedly, and that's hopefully not coming across as me being judgmental, but people from that very um, alleged spiritual disposition where they say, well, you should do this and you should do that, and this is unacceptable. But isn't it true that, you know, within, to use that terminology, that um, we, we are spiritual beings having human experiences, having human challenges, and there's almost uh, an adage, isn't there, where the, that's relevant, where any race is only as fast as its slowest runner. So if our slowness, inverted commas, listeners, is around us being human beings, being fallible, being vulnerable, you know, making mistakes, which are not mistakes, they're, they're lessons, they're, they're stepping stones for learning. But isn't that whole conditioning thing that we're taught from a very early age, you know, getting first, win at all costs, kill or be killed and all this well this conditioning so there's this kind of ideology i found uh, and i'll take total ownership for this statement of the spiritual realm where you should do this or you should do that or you should do the other and almost forgetting that well hang on i'm a human being i'm vulnerable and it's okay to make mistakes. And you know what? It's okay to get angry and it's okay to get frustrated. All those things that, no, it's not. No, you must rise above it. For me, the trade-off is learn to catch it very quickly. That's the trade-off that comes with having, you know, human experiences and challenges in a spirit as a spiritual being. Any thoughts around any of that, Kev? I totally agree with you that we've all been brainwashed and programmed to to strive to to get whatever it is we need to get without worrying about how we're getting it, if you like, and things like that. And to use your analogy of the race, winning isn't everything. And I would liken that to when I was in the army and you would do squad tasks whether they would be a 10 mile bash or whatever like that and you need to keep the squad together so you would go at the pace of the slowest person and if people were starting to drop out because of lack of stamina or whatever the other people within the squad that had the stamina would go back and take some of their kit off of them or grab their item, uh, clothing and drag them along so that the whole squad finished at the allotted time and together. And that's unselfishness. And everybody wins hmm. because everybody passes the test. But unfortunately, in our world at the moment, we've been led to believe that most of us have to be separate. Most of us has to go at we have to go out there and slog our guts out to get a lot of money to be able to save for retirement, to buy your house and all the materialistic things when perhaps that's not necessarily true. And it may, you believe it may make you happy to have all that. And you might also be doing it. So you're keeping up with the Joneses. So that's an ego thing. But do you really need a posh BMW to get you from A to B when, the mini 
would do the same job or even a horse and cart. And the thing is, you go in the BMW and you're doing 90 mile an hour, whereas you go in the horse and cart and you're actually getting to look at the, the surroundings and noticing things in nature and whatever's going on that you wouldn't notice at 90 mile an hour. So the race thing, I don't, in my world, if I was ruling it, wouldn't be very important. You know, in, even in my job, if I find that I can't help a client, then I refer them to people who I believe could. Whereas if I was doing this race thing, I wouldn't refer clients. God, they might not come back again. I'm turning money down. But it isn't about that. It's being about unselfish and doing the best you can for mm. the people that you're associating with. I hope that answers the question, Paul. Yeah, it does, yeah. Um, what I'd like to do, Kev, on this particular introductory, uh, well, it's not introductory because obviously I've done the theme with other with other guests, but certainly it's introductory where you and I are concerned. And, you know, listeners, I've got yet again the benefit of having many private conversations uh, with, with Kev and, and he shares some fantastic, fascinating um, and sometimes controversial insights but you know isn't it that controversy that help us grow you know it it stretches our own thoughts our own beliefs it's like you know maybe that human initial reaction hang on Kev I don't agree with that where did you get that stupid idea from and you know that ego driven emotional response and then when you let it so you think "Mm, you know what maybe just maybe there's more to that than meets the eye. So what I want to do with that, Kev, if I may, I want to I want to use that as a foundation to say, okay, Kev, so if you ruled the world, give me three things, and I don't want you to deep dive on them at this moment in time, that you would focus on that would be very, very, very strong pillars to help you change, you know, change things. And if you ruled the world. Give me three three broad areas, Kev, what they, whatever they may be. Well, firstly, I think the most important thing is reconnection to source, the universe, gods, whatever you wish to call it, and then reconnection to everything else and everyone else. So I'm on about not just humans, but nature and the animals and um, other living things that are in it and even things that most people don't believe are living like if you listen to native american indians and they have a rock it's not just an inanimate object it is they call them stone people and they are actually alive and they do have a vibration no matter that it's very slow which is why they're so solid but everything is interconnected in yeah, so if you take a rock away from where it is and go and put it somewhere else, again, everything has had to shift because of that. And so it's thinking about oh, really sitting down and thinking about everything. And so therefore you would help the environment. You would be kind to animals. You'd be kind to each other. You'd be kind to yourself for starters. And then once you start to do that and you, in, you connect everything and everyone... And people's people should would then begin to open up to the fact that it should be everybody walking working towards the same goal and trying to make everybody's life 
as easy as possible. And I'm not saying there's not going to be challenges and there's not going to be lessons because if there were no challenges and no lessons, I mean, what's the point of coming to Earth in the first place? Earth is a school. We are here to learn lessons. But hopefully they wouldn't be quite so harsh. And most wars have been about greed or religion and separation and stuff. So we don't want that anymore. But there are other lessons that we can learn where we can help each other to raise our vibrations and to think about everything else. So, I mean, that in itself is absolutely huge. Um, and I suppose that is really the most important thing, because if everybody started to think like that, you probably wouldn't need any areas to look at because it would all be encompassed within that. Mm. I don't know your thoughts on that, but. Well, there's, there's one word, Kev, <laughs> you know, listeners, it's, it's interesting when you're hosting a, a conversation, a dance, as, as you know, I call it like this, because you ask a question and, and I concede wrongly, <laughs> you want to answer that, you know, you've asked the question of the guest and then you almost want to jump straight in and answer that question for them, which obviously, well, well why did you bother asking me the question if you want to answer it for me? Because actually answering it for for somebody is actually uh, is quite ignorant in its own right, isn't it? But, what, I, but not I'm, only that as well, we all have different opinions as to how everything should work. And which is a good thing because obviously you need a diversity. But if you can sort out that diversity and possibly come to a common ground in a nice way rather than, oh, I disagree with you, so let's go outside and have a fight. Because at the end of the fight, you still believe the same thing, but all you've done is damage to each other in the meantime. Yeah, and the reason I, I put that situation forward, Kev, is in the context of you use the word reconnection to source and then reconnection to all beings. And the one word that I actually answered in my own mind before I'd even asked the question, and, and you know, please challenge me as I know you will, is that word... <laughs> up with one another alternative called relationships is that what that's about or am i was i being too presumptuous there i think relationships is part of it and it's our relationship with ourselves, with others with nature and it's all you could call it relationship or you could call it reconnection because i think most of the issues in our current world is because people have become disconnected whether it's to source to faith to god to each other to nature we kind of don't care as long as we're okay mm. and i think that is a totally selfish materialistic way of looking at things and the thing is if we go out and i don't know say chop a tree down because that's what we want to do well we could then be harming not only nature and the tree, but other people that used to come and admire the tree and climb the tree or put a rope swing on the tree. So that's the other thing I was coming back to the harm none. You've really got to sit and think about what you're doing and how you're doing it and how you're acting and what you're saying. And so, yes, that's all about relationship. It is such a deep subject and you really have to sit down and think, well, if I go and do that, what effects will it have 
on the environment or the people around me. And that's where it gets quite complicated. But the, the outcome should hopefully be for everybody's highest good, whatever that outcome is meant to be. Mm, absolutely. That's a very positive note to, to start to bring things to an end, Kev, because as I say, the purpose of this first one, listeners, was just to, to create a foundation, a little teaser, if you will, and because what I'd love to do is invite Kev back to to focus in, to home in on these real more specific areas. If you can call reconnection to source a specific area, because like Kev absolutely alludes to, it's such a monumental and personal relationship for all of us. You know, for me, I go on record of saying it is the most intimate relationship that we could have. And that's my humble opinion. That's my truth or part of it. And, you know, I welcome that feedback, that challenge. If other people see it that way, don't see it that way. You know, this is the healthy discussions, the, you know, the, the messages that we share, the energy, the dance, if you will, that helps us grow rather than us staying in. Well, I'm right. And this is the way it is. And I don't like or value anybody else's opinion. So, um, OK, then, Kev, I'm just going to ask you to sign off now on this on this foundation level dance that we've had by sharing with us so we you know the one big tip the one big tip if i rule the world kev bailey from nottingham the united kingdom what would that one big thing be kev if you ruled the world to be nice to go out there and show compassion you don't know what the other person has been through that day and they may be out of sorts for whatever but just a smile or a nice gesture or a compliment could make their day and change their whole ass outlook on life and the same if you're going out in nature and you're wandering about maybe pick up a bit of litter and put it in the bin don't step on the caterpillar that's walking across the path or the slug let it live. Everything is entitled to have life. So just be nice to everyone and everything. And then you'll start to reconnect anyway. And everybody's vibration will rise. The beauty, listeners, is it not of that? That message is its simplicity. And that's one of the values of World Game Changers, which is the people side of our movement, what we do. Simplicity. The world, I have come to understand uh, within the world, the game we play is a very, very, very simple game. And that's part of the lesson and the learning I would share from a Paul Lowe perspective of I, if I ruled the world, it would be a lot simpler. So immense gratitude to you, Kev, for taking part. Uh, looking forward to regrouping, uh, or should I say to use a Kevinism, reconnecting. Reconnecting, yes. <laughs> no, it's been my pleasure, Paul. Thank you. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll deep dive on reconnection to source. We'll have another one then, reconnection to all beings. And who knows, listeners, where those weird and wonderful conversations will take us. Uh, but I can guarantee one thing, that they'll be interesting. And on that interesting note, I'm going to sign off, as I normally do, by saying, remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our 
part. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts.